Welcome to Poke Boys, a Pokemon podcast brought to you by Showboys and Play Along Podcast. Hosts Mike and Jared join forces for an epic Pokemon podcast where they can fully indulge themselves in wild Pokemon challenges, fan game and ROM hack playthroughs, and all other sorts of Pokemon related content. In this week's episode, we take a break between seasons for an interstitial episode covering Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and the new Teal Mask DLC. to Pokey Boys. We're here with another interstitial episode uh, here after season two, uh, which just finished mm-hmm. shortly, um, you know, in the near uh, distant past, maybe. <laughs> or maybe it was past a past future. Maybe it was a very long time ago. I don't re- I don't even know at this point. <laughs> yeah, our, our recorded cadence time is a flat circle. We don't know when what yeah. when's going up what and what's going up when, and it's just it's just chaos. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna change. Um, yes, it will. So I guess maybe we can start out with just a little update on yeah, some, some of some the some little announcements here. Yeah. So um I asked in uh in the showboys Discord. I don't remember if I posted it in the play along podcast one i think you no i think it was just in the showboys one yeah yeah yeah. um but you and i had been talking about this for Mm. i don't know a little bit um because a little peek behind the scenes uh when we recorded season one and two we recorded essentially the entire season and then began releasing episodes and uh you know since we're unfortunately not full-time podcasters and have jobs and families <laughs> not, not not yet mike not with that not mentality we are gonna, when pokey that boys takes off and it's our full-time job that is true uh maybe one day but that day is not at this <laughs> current not, moment not so today. so we record uh every other week while, while we're recording and then when we get the whole season wrapped up we release the episodes every yep. week so <clears throat> for us that was working really well Oh, um, yeah. it, except this is a good problem it's like you know first world problem uh, <laughs> yeah we've had a lot of awesome engagement along with each episode of both seasons so far uh yeah. with you guys playing along with us and and chatting with us about your uh you know plays of each leg in our uh both discords actually which is super cool yeah it's been, and it's we been love so that. much fun it's been so much fun watching you guys play along and seeing your teams and what mon yeah. that you're going to you're playing with and everything especially when we're doing our gimmick like challenge yeah. seasons like the draft <laughs> lock and seeing what types you guys drafted has been so cool but yeah while, nuts. <laughs> while me and mike are, are watching we're just like yeah we did this like two and a half months ago <laughs> yeah do you remember what he's talking about jared because i don't remember what yeah, he's talking about <laughs> exactly people asking questions of like oh did this happen in yours and did you get the spawn to evolve we're like uh i don't remember <laughs> yeah 
Uh, so we're like, how do we remedy this? Do we yeah. like try to record more often, like every week and release it after we record it or like what? So we pitched an idea to you guys of yeah. keeping things the same, like as they already are. Um, or you know, we still record every other week, but yeah, we'll record an episode and then release it. So instead of getting weekly releases, you'll get a, a new Poke Boys episode every other week. Right. But that allows all of us to be playing along together mm-hmm. at the same time to make that engagement and those conversations um, more enjoyable uh, on our part because we can actually <laughs> actually recall what was right. being talked about in the episode that you guys were listening to. Um, yeah, and talk about our teams that we're, yeah. we're, we're playing with and kind of share in experiencing some of these games because as you guys already know the next couple seasons we're going to be focusing on fan games so it's just like especially with games that we haven't played ourselves it's cool to just experience that like with a community together (laughs) in real time so that's just gonna be really fun and you know you're right you're not getting that weekly episode anymore but you're still getting them every other week it'll be great and it'll allow for us to all play together which is great yes and it gives you the player uh which by the way we put it up for a vote and that was what won the every yeah, other it was week not releases. like a dictatorship where like this yeah. is what's happening <laughs> you know the people yeah. voted and it, it won uh by a landslide so yeah um you guys were cool with it which is awesome and i think it's it's also beneficial for you listener um mm-hmm. because it gives you more time to play your leg in between the episode releases so um, if you're busy, you don't have to yeah. feel like you're rushing through uh, to get it done on a week. weekly basis yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Um, that's what's going to be happening. Uh, we also uh, in a late development today, um, we uh, discovered that they're actually about to release a new version of Pokemon Infinity, which was the game that Jared selected for season three. Super cool. And kind of interesting timing that that's what we were going to pick. And then you like had (laughs) happened to reach out to like, talk with some of the people about it. So it was funny that kind of all lined up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I will not go into why I was in their discord speaking with the Mm, developers, but I was in there and, uh, it came up that like, Oh, well, we're literally bug testing like the final bug test of of version 3.0. So mm-hmm. if you, I don't know what he, he was like, I don't know what your guys's like schedule is like, but if you can wait until 3.0 comes out, that'll probably be better because we're like adding yeah. some cool stuff. And so uh, so what we decided to do, he said, um, you know, it's at least a month away from being completed. So we didn't want to wait that long for season three. So we flopped um, season three and season four games. So instead season three, we will be playing through Pokemon Bushido, which is a game I've been wanting to play for so long, like literally probably a year. Um, And once I, you know, once Jared and I decided to actually go forward with Pokey Boys, I was like, okay, I'm mm. definitely saving this for a season of Pokey Boys <laughs> because uh, I just think it's going to be really cool. Um, so we posted the download link in uh, yep, both so there now. You guys can go check that out. Yeah, so here, here's just the the little like synopsis that you would see on the back of the box if this you know was an official game that you picked <laughs> up at the store. Uh, The story of Pokemon Bushido revolves around you, the child of the royal samurai. After training under Sensei Sukiro for years, the time has come for you to get a Pokemon and become an official Kenshi. 
However, upon attending the Kenshi Initiation Tournament, your experience, uh, you experience an unexpected turn of events, causing your journey to take you throughout the major villages of the Aisho region. You mm. will challenge all the various clans and earn merit for yourself while stopping the Akui clan in their tracks. As you travel the region, you will meet new friends and enemies who will shape your adventure. So, we're going essentially to like feudal japan where oh dude these the aesthetic is so exciting yeah it looks really cool the art is really cool if you're trying to visualize it think of like like mike was saying like infinity but with like almost a feudal japan skin to it and so i i haven't looked up much of this game so i don't know if there's fake mon or how many fake mon all i have seen is there is existing mon similar to infinity that have changed some typings so That's all I really know, and I only saw one of them, which is on their normal um, homepage for yeah. the game. It shows a couple mon that are a little different aesthetically and everything like that, but mm-hmm. that is all I know. So I'm, I'm just keeping it at that so yep. I can go in blind and, and other, kind of be surprised by it. The only other thing that is just like spoiler-free, readily, readily available on, on the Relic Castle page is it is up to Gen 8. So we will Oh, have... I didn't realize that. That's really yep. cool. Uh, all the way up to Gen 8 Pokemon, so that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, Pokemon really Feudal cool. Japan training like a samurai in training with clans, and oh, that's it's. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And Chad, if you're listening uh, from Showboys, one of our our lovely mm-hmm. hosts, uh, on our episode, I think it was 161, which is wild that we have 161 episodes of yeah, show you're, boys. you're you're slowly um, <laughs> creeping creeping towards that big 200 i know it's dude it's freaking weird um but we were talking about um actually i was talking about pokemon violet uh leading mm. up to this episode i had to force yeah. myself to finally finish it <laughs> <laughs> um and in that conversation chad had mentioned you know like he kind of wants to get into pokemon he never really did he played like red and blue a little bit like way back in the day um and then has i think it's let's go eevee and played Mm -hmm. that a little bit um if you're listening chad i know this is not an official pokemon game which should be fine for you because you have a steam deck you've even though i'm having a little bit of issues trying to get this one running on the steam deck but we'll talk about that later um it's a an easy to run on PC. Yeah. Uh fan game, easy to find, but like it checks all of the Chad boxes because he's obsessed with Japan. He's obsessed with feudal Ooh, Japan. He's obsessed go, with samurai. Check uh, it out. And he wants to get into Pokemon. So I'm like, this has everything you need. You, Chad. you almost you almost have to check it out now. You yeah. almost have to play along with us because exactly. it's doing all that stuff. Plus, a lot of the times fan games kind of fix a lot of the issues that the fans have with normal Pokemon games. So there might be a lot of quality of life things that you're like, Oh wow, this is actually really cool. The pacing is actually much better or whatever. And so you'll play this and then you'll go play an actual official game. You'll be like, wow, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe we're just going to ruin his experience with normal Pokemon. Having to check out the bad news first, but (laughs) it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, But what are we talking about tonight, man? Uh, I think we got, I think we got pretty much everything out of the way. Yeah. What's on board for tonight? So tonight, I want in in fashion of the Pokemon Teal Mask DLC coming out, and you know, hopefully, we still don't have a release date yet. It's still winter, but the Indigo Disc, I imagine, is around the quarter. I would expect maybe next month, maybe sometime November. 
be interesting if they push it all the way to December, but it's winter this this year is when it's supposed to come out. But Mike had talked about he hadn't finished Scarlet and Violet yet, and I was telling him, you know, how I felt, and we'll get into kind of our feelings about Scarlet and Violet uh, so far, but I was like, he has to at least finish it, because the ending is something that I really enjoyed about the game, so I at least oh, wanted yeah. him to finish it. I didn't think the, the initial concept came from like, hey, let's talk about the DLC, let's talk about Teal Mask, but we didn't get that far into, into finishing. Like, it. Can you expect just... me to get the the that cheek DLC? <laughs> yeah. I didn't so the cheeks game. This is going to be uh, us talking about how you know a little bit about Scarlet and Violet, you know, up to its release, mm-hmm. the game itself, how we felt about it, and then me kind of touching on the teal mask and either convincing Mike or letting him know that he can pass up this DLC. You'll have to just stay tuned towards the end of the episode to find <laughs> out about that. But uh, initially, leading up to this, Mike, it's interesting listening back to like my own episodes where I kind of reference it or other podcasts where I remember talking about Scarlet and Violet. I was so excited. Like, I, I was th- there was so much excitement leading up to Gen 9. I remember the trailer announcement, and I remember like they just did the starters right off the bat, too, which is really exciting. They were a little hit or miss for me at, at first. They they grew on me. I was Team Quaxley Quack Pack until I saw his evolution with the weird ass toes, and I was like, oh, "Quackleval is not is not for me." And then yeah. the rest of them have grown on me and everything like that. But I was so pumped for Scarlet and Violet. I don't know if you felt the same about like leading up to this gen and seeing anything on it. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, our our Pokemon like bromance began like yeah. Uh, you coming on Showboys talking about Legends Arceus, and then yep. we had so much fun with that episode. Uh, you, myself, and Amy, mm-hmm. um, that we had a similar hype episode for Scarlet and Violet, and yep. we were all like very excited, <laughs> like too excited, <laughs> just like geeking out over it, like how, yes. like, oh my gosh, this is open world. We had played Legends, so we're like, oh my gosh, Legends with like traditional Pokemon formula, like you just can't miss. Like those two things yeah. just work perfectly. Yeah, um, and we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but then I think what kind of also sparked this uh, topic tonight is I there have been a lot of leaks of mm. recent. Um, yep. speculating, uh, tying back to Legends Arceus, um, uh, speculating what games may be coming in the pipeline in the future. And yep. a lot of that uh, speculation is based off of little hints and things people yep. may or may not be looking too far into or you know, i was like people are always <laughs> looking too far into there's yeah. always a pokemon fan diving deep oh. into like and what's what's weird is like it's sometimes justified because in sword and shield like some of the wallpaper in one of the buildings is like blueberries and oranges which is what right. sword and shield is or scarlet yeah. and violet is so it's like okay I they guess do it like justified. They, yeah they yeah. they make us do this yeah, um, yeah, but there have been quite a few videos that I've been uh, posting in Discord about yeah. what those could be, and of course, like my heart would just explode with pure joy if we get like a Legends Johto, um, and mm-hmm. there's rumors of some sort of maybe futuristic Unova return, yeah. whether it's kind of in the same vein of a Legends game, which legends in the future i don't know if we want to get into that but that doesn't make any sense to me because legends implies 
past and exactly i don't know it, it, i mean there's definitely a lot of rumors about gen 5 it feels too early for gen 5 because we just got bdsp mm-hmm. and you know maybe like with bdsp legends and scarlet and violet they already changed their like release cadence with those three games coming out mm-hmm. within within a year and a half two years of one another which yeah, is wild rcs and bdsp were like three months i forgot rcs no that was last year bds uh, last year was rcs and scarlet violet came out the same year which is crazy yeah um but yeah it feels way too early to dive into gen 5 even though there's been lots of rumors i mean there i we're definitely getting something gen 5 at some point right mm-hmm. i think we're going to be diving into gen 5 at some point but it would be cool to get a a gen 2 legends just because yeah. of that lore but i don't know the the lore is is fascinating but there uh, one of the videos true. right one of the videos that i saw today that i i I posted it's from like ruffled rallet or something Mm, yeah Um, yeah. he was making the point that next year is the 25th anniversary of gen 2 yep so maybe it's i mean it's definitely just wishful thinking but i mean it could be come on when's the last time we've been there just heart gold and soul silver that was like would you be fine with a let's go game Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, I only played through Let's Go once, but it was I like I enjoyed my time with it, and I think it'd be interesting to do that with Gen Two. But I, I like again, that lore is so interesting that it's kind of a shame to like just avoid it, but also not out of Game Freak's you know cadence to <laughs> be like, well, look at all this thing that everyone loves. Let's not yeah. do that. Let's do our own yeah. thing. Remember that one thing we did that blew everyone's mind because it was so Yeah, we're never going to do that again. We'll never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it'd be cool. I mean, they have to fix a lot of issues with Gen 2. I I love love Gen mm-hmm. 2. The music's great. I think the Pokémon are good. The game is severely flawed in its pacing because they have to <laughs> smash in 16 gym badges, which mind you, I, I just like put this put this together the other day. They have 16 gyms and not a single repeat type. Oh. So if you think back in the day, there was only 17 types, there's no fairy. They just didn't have a dark gym. There was every gym for every type except for dark in Gen 2, which is kind oh. of a crazy concept. That's pretty rad. For yeah. being the second generation of Pokemon, <laughs> right? But I mean, I was just—I just had watched someone play through uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and you're like, you're past Elite Four, right? You're into the sixteen, uh, the eight original gym badges, and you're going through those routes, and your Pokemon are level fifties and sixties, and you're running into level eighteen wild Pokemon, and it's like, <laughs> what? Why am I lo- running into like level twenties when I'm like? 50 hours into this game at this right so there's a lot of like pacing and and level issues in that game Mm -hmm. so hopefully they fix a lot of that but i'm i I love love gen 2 lore wise aesthetic wise and everything so i'd be down for that oh yeah um but yeah so that then you know spawned the oh yeah well if you know they're doing this in in the teal disc or the teal mask uh this character you know, might be related to mm-hmm. this guy from Unova. So what are they yep. doing? Uh, so that's kind of what brought this up. And then I was like, well, if you want to talk about the DLC, I probably should at least beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it it was good because I was yeah at least halfway, maybe just, you know, over halfway through the game already. So I was like, yeah. I, well, I that's why I was like, unfinished. I got yeah, it. I was like, it. just, just like you're, you're almost there. Just like power through it, even if it's just like, 
and we will get into how you feel about the ending of it but i like just power through so you can get to the ending and we could talk about it because you're almost done you're right there so mm-hmm. i mean ju- jumping into this i mean i don't know about you but the second i boot up scarlet violet instantly had like performance issues like the second i moved it was like dit, dit, dit. i was like oh no yeah oh um, no <laughs> very quickly okay so it should also be noted if you're not familiar with me um i never buy a game at full price yeah like i am strictly gaming on a budget uh and like I grind my teeth if I'm paying like over $15 (laughs) for a game, but that's just like now embedded in me from being a primarily PC player. Yeah. There's so many ways to get like great deals on games and all the, like all the sites you send me for games and everything (laughs) like that. Like, yeah. uh, With that being said, the last three full price purchases were shield. It was like, a year after it would release because I got my switch like mm-hmm. I got my switch when my two year old was born. So what, mm-hmm. 2021, I yeah. guess Does that sound like it was a year into the sword and shield. Yeah. Um, that, I bought that at full price uh, and all, it didn't end up beating it. Um, I bought Arceus at full price loved every second of it and it reignited my passion for pokemon because until shield (laughs) i hadn't played pokemon since like ruby and sapphire yeah i just stopped and i was like i can't i just can't do this anymore and then arceus was like you must (laughs) and then scarlet and violet's like hey about that (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly uh and then scarlet and violet came out and i bought that on release and yeah, almost instantly had buyer's remorse. Mm, I was like, yeah. why have I done this? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I get. I think I get hooked, like caught up in like the 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 spectacle of of it all too. Where it's mm. just like, yeah, there's performance issues that really sucks, and like I didn't necessarily care about the narrative at first. Even mm. exploring, I was just like, I'm just here to catch Pokemon, right? I like, I, I actually really like a lot of the Gen Nine Pokemon. I think they're great. I want to run around, have a team and catch cool Pokemon. Like there's, that's like usually my minimum requirement for some of these games. And at the end coming out of, you know, Scarlet and Violet, I did enjoy my time with it. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of, of problems. And I think one of the big ones too was, you know, uh, maybe like mistranslated marketing where they're like, it's open yeah. world. You can do this in any order you want. And it's yeah. like, cool. Now the caveat to that was like, you can fight the gym right when you start you're gonna get destroyed by the eighth gym because they're gonna have like level 60 pokemon it's like okay well you you technically can do this in any order but it's not going to be beneficial to your actual playthrough in doing it that way so i was like oh okay i see i see yeah um for me uh so before switching to pc really well like after uh, kicking my crippling league of legends addiction (laughs) <laughs> uh, I got the switch and so I had already been like somewhat used to just games not really performing the greatest because right. it's right, the switch right. and it's like not um, that amazing of a console itself. Mm. Um, and like Arceus got blasted for graphical quality and I was just like, I don't care. Like, yeah, you're I literally do not it care. It functioned, which is all that, like, yeah. which can't say the yeah, same for exactly. uh, <laughs> Scarlet Violet. So, 
hearing all that stuff at first, I was just like, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't really care. It can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but then actually it was that bad. Um, yeah. it, it just ran so, so poorly. And I was telling Chad and Jeff from Showboys on Thursday, you know, episode 161, that like the graphics look like PlayStation 1 graphics. And I'm like, okay, I generally like typically do not care about graphics when it comes to Pokemon games. Yeah. But this is like laughably terrible. It's, um, it's, it's weird because like, <clears throat> like differentiating like, like graphics and art direction too. Like, I think the art direction was good right the game is very very colorful and i think the aesthetic of the world they went with is interesting and like i think a lot of the towns lack personality which we can we can get into that later but i I think you're right i think a lot of the i think the character designs look good and even in some of like the the lighting everything looks good too but but you're right one of the first things you do when you meet Nimona, who's your like quote unquote rival throughout this is you go to a lighthouse and she's like, look at the beautiful Paldea. And it's just empty and gross looking. It just looks empty and just squares and rectangles. Right. And you're just like, (laughs) Nimona, have we seen the same thing? Yeah. Do you have your glasses Uh, on? So I, I, I I see that for sure. Um, I, I did like a lot of the the like main character models. Like, oh yeah, the, I thought a lot of the gym leaders were very cool looking. Yeah, uh, Nomona's cool probably one designs. of my one of my favorite rivals too. I think Nomona's just like always itching for a battle. She's overly <laughs> excited about everything and just yeah. wants to fight. And I was like, I, I like Nomona. She's cool. Yeah, and, and I, I think Arvin was cool too. Like, I think the yeah. characters are cool. Um, think uh just on the performance and graphic thing too one of my big complaints that i was telling them was like just the draw distance yeah like i'll be walking and everything like you said is just empty and like i said all squares and then all of a sudden like 700 pokemon pop up and i'm like oh okay i guess there are Mm. a lot of pokemon here um which leads me to another thing that really disappointed me was um the overworld sprites were for the most part so small yeah that like you run I through was, grass and you're just like oh wow was like, battle. yeah i felt like a 70 year old i like had to have the switch like <laughs> two inches from my face to be like oh we're big magnifying ex- glass yeah. over like the yeah um which made it incredibly fu- frustrating to you know decide what pokemon were around me that i wanted to try to catch or like mm. you said if i'm trying to like avoid running in you know having any encounters and then all of a sudden one 700 pokemon just pop up out of nowhere because the draw distance is so bad and then two on top of that i can't see any of the pokemon on the ground because they're microscopic um that that was rough yeah um and in a large part i think the main issue for me with scarlet and violet was they tried to do everything yeah and in doing that they actually accomplished nothing in my in my yeah. opinion and, and again i don't even think it's a lack of like creativity or anything like that like ideas i think a lot of that was there right it's mm-hmm. just like when we look at games like breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom or like xenoblade chronicles 3 these like these games that look amazing and perform amazing on the switch i mean tears of the kingdom has some of its frame issues here and there too but it's just like time like 
them not giving themselves enough time for these games. And I know it's hard when you have a massive, I imagine million dollar company like Pokemon where you have, it's multifaceted where there's like a thousand things, a thousand gears running. And if one of these things stops, it's going to halt everything. And I understand that like, that's a factor we have to consider, but it's almost just like, if this just had like a year, two, three, like if this had just like a little more development time, I think if it was in the oven a little longer, I think it had the potential to be good. I don't think it's even the lack of the Nintendo Switch's power. I mean, it is a a lesser console in terms of power compared to the other ones, but we see games that run significantly well and look beautiful on this system too. So it's not even necessarily an excuse for Pokemon. It's just, they just didn't take enough time on it. And they're like, well, it's not done, but Gen 9 comes out now. So Gen 9 is coming out right. now. And it's like, okay, well. Right. Um, so you, you talking about the, the financials of Pokemon made me remember a ridiculous stat about their financials. Uh, they are the highest grossing media franchise yeah. in history. Uh, worth total revenue estimation of $88 billion, which is almost double the second highest grossing media franchise, which is Mickey Mouse and Friends at $52.2 billion. But wow. it it does it you know Star Wars forty six point seven billion which is ma- a massive franchise so like uh, Marvel the MCU uh, thirty two point two billion Call of Duty thirty one billion Batman yeah. Batman like the most popular pop culture yeah. like icon Batman twenty nine billion so like uh, if there's one thing the Pokemon Company knows how to do. It is print money. <laughs> right. Well, and, and like, again, uh, I don't I don't even think like again, I don't even think that like money is the problem. It's just time. They're getting all their money because all these things are working. The cards, the games, the anime, the all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that's working together. But it's because all of it is in a very tight schedule and it all like releases when it needs to release and has to coincide with each other. Imagine if like uh Star Wars um oh gosh, what's the the Jedi Survivor. Imagine if that like had to correlate with one of the Star Wars movies. If it had to release around one of the other Star Wars movies, yeah. at least, or if like any of the like Spider Man Two comes out in uh, from recording on on Friday. Imagine if that like had to correlate with a cartoon or a movie or a card game that mm-hmm. comes out too. So like, I, I I get it, but and the thing is, they know that even if this doesn't perform well, everyone's they'll still anyway. they'll still sell because Scarlet <laughs> and Violet was incredibly successful financially. Like if mm. you look at it, if you hear all the conversation about it, which granted, I imagine the conversation we are having, we're the very vocal minority. A lot of kids and a lot of people playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet don't care. Like right. they're playing Pokemon. I have a younger um, brother-in-law, and he's eleven, and he's loves Pokemon, played through Scarlet and Violet, loved it, plays, has like 600 hours or something in Pokemon Scarlet, <laughs> which is wild. That he doesn't care. Ridiculous. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the frame rate. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. And that's where that's making money. So I understand we're the vocal right. minority, but it's just like, they know that it doesn't matter where the vocal minority will cry and whine about the game, but they know that it's still going to be ridiculously success- successful because people are going to buy it still. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and to your point about like uh, the the open world nature of it, and it like just be like, psych. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's the the most open world linear game there is. 
Well, um, and it's, but, but that is one of the things also that frustrated me because you're yeah. like, you're, you tag it as like, again, Arceus, they didn't really say open world, uh, yeah. but that felt, you know, no, it didn't feel more open world than this, but this one, they like explicitly said open world. Yeah. And they used, they used those terms exactly, which got everyone yeah. like, in a fit because they, said right. they didn't say that with Arceus. And so like, okay, now we kind of understand what this is. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, but we're still going to force you to go in a very linear yeah. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> well, well, again, it's like, you can do this any order you want. I mean, you can't, but you could. Like, you can go tackle that. <laughs> Technically, gym. you could. Uh, Technically, you can go but, fight the eighth gym right now. Yeah. You're going to get destroyed and have to do gyms one through seven to get good at that yeah. point. But And it's not even that. Like, I, I guess like as you get to the middle of this game, there there is some openness to the linearity kind of opens up a little bit once your pokemon can get certain levels like you can be in the like 40s or 30s or 40s and it's like fight level 50s and you know be moderately successful depending on your team comp mm. and everything like that too but yeah it was the and, I, and again i think it was you can tackle any of these things in any order you can do the gyms first you can do the star battles first you can do the titan battles and you can do any of those however you want and that's kind of where like this is how yeah this is what they meant by that message so i was like yeah. yeah and honestly that's kind of that was my approach because again like they just tried to do so much in every aspect of this game <laughs> yeah they tried to do so much um my approach was uh, Titans first because I had a minor and maybe still do cloth obsession. Um, <laughs> love that guy. Kloof. Um, Kloof. Uh, <clears throat> maybe one of the best gifts to ever be created, like <laughs> yeah. in the midst of an episode. I was, I was like, I was there. I saw that happening in real time. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I did the Titans first and then I did most of the star bases and mm. then i was just like ah, i'm just gonna intermix you know what i have left over um yeah. but you know to your point of the towns kind of not having personality i think again with yeah, doing shame. too much i think like they made the the world too big yeah because i mean um, say say what you want about sword and shield and i know i don't know how far into it you actually got but like that world is like bursting with personality like those cities and those those areas you go to even like some of like the cave systems and the the roots all are interesting mm -hmm. and obviously games more linear wild area is pretty pretty barren for an open world section as we've seen with like legends arceus and more games going forward but just like man i couldn't even like tell you anything about besides like like mesagosa <laughs> like or whatever the the main big city is called like no you know the ones did anything to stand out yeah and and the the towns and cities were huge but also like i felt like i was walking through like a prop town of just like cardboard yep. storefronts um yep. and then i yeah i kind of feel bad because i'm not typically one to <laughs> complain or find the issues with something that i'm consuming whether i'm watching yeah. or playing because i uh, my aim is always to enjoy what i'm doing right you're gonna focus on the things you enjoy it, about it. exactly yeah. uh but this one this one's just hard there's just so much uh but like in the the main city where the school is like it's massive and there's 
way more shops and and storefronts you can go oh into in the city. Don't Except even get me started on the shops. They're like the same. Just like they all sell the same things. All the cafes essentially so like you don't yeah. need all of that. You First of all, if all you that. go into the hair salon, if you look at this game, if you look at Sword and Shield, and if you look at Sun and Moon, all of the haircut like shops are the exact same layout. Like they're designed exactly the same. You walk in, there's a lady at the front desk, and then there's a row of chairs on your left. And that's the same for all three of those games aside for aesthetic differences. Yeah. The other thing is because I bought the teal mask, I bought the DLC, and I'm playing that. That gives you access to more clothing options and this this game cut back on clothing options because you know you're supposed to be uh, your school uniform, so you have that, and then you have some accessories that you can add on to that as well. And even the DLC adds some new like school uniforms that you can wear. But in again, like like Mike was saying, Mexico is huge. The sock store is one place. The T-shirt store is another place. The shoe store is a separate. I have to go around to all these different shops just yeah. to get an outfit. And it's where's like, the dang Walmart? exactly where's my where's my pokey walmart where i can get all of my stuff in a nice convenient place yeah and and also like all of the stores like in certain shield you can walk into these places there was restaurants you can walk into interact with npcs all of these stores are just menus you open the thing mm-hmm. and it's just a menu you go through a menu and it, again it's just more and more lacking the, the personality that other games had mm-hmm. yeah and you can very clearly tell that that this game was in development at the same time as Arceus because it like it timidly attempted to try some of the same things that they introduced Mm. in Arceus where you know they I feel like they weren't completely sold on the idea of Mm. Arceus being recepted as well as it was so they're like maybe we'll sprinkle in like little tidbits here and there exclusively you know, overworld sprites for your encounters. Maybe we'll sprinkle in like, you know, whatever other aspect from Arceus. Uh, but then they didn't like implement the, they did commit fully developed, like correct mechanic. Yeah. Right. Or even um, like, just like the throwing ball mechanic, like it, it present in both games, legends, Arceus, you can aim and throw Scarlet and Violet. It's just a simple button press. And I, guess you can argue that's intuitive because you're taking out a a necessary step but like it just adds more you know interactivity with that being able to look and aim and throw the ball and Arceus was one of the cool things I really loved about Arceus is doing doing that but well like and then like you know throwing berries out or like throwing mud or hitting them with a rock and then trying to just catch them from the overworld Mm -hmm. throwing a pokeball or a great ball or an ultra ball and like being able to catch a pokemon like that instead of um this but with that being said arvin my dude my boy arvin literally breaks my heart arvin it's such a, a good gr- storyline. What a great story. <laughs> and not even like when I was going into this, because you get presented with three individuals, stories you kind of follow that each kind of coincide with the the three individual like 
call them gimmicks for this. Nimona being focusing on gym battles, Penny being focusing on the the star uh, fights with those guys, and then Arvin being focused on the Titan battles. And it's like, okay, you know, you're fighting the Titans with Arvin. You're making sandwiches for some reason. <laughs> Koraiden and Maraiden like sandwiches. Like, that's cool. It's very, yeah. it very pretty much surface level through all of this. But as you start going down, you start getting towards the end game and breaking down Arvin's story. Spoilers for Scarlet and Violet if you've played it, so skip like however long pause for a second whatever his story is so sad the whole yeah. idea of him you know longing for his his parent is the professor which is you know absent in most of this and infrequently comes in here and there there's a chime in that the one moment that got me is when arvin finally hears you talking to the professor on your your rotom phone or anything like that and and is trying to like acknowledge the professor and whether it's his mom or dad just doesn't pay attention to him at all. And, you know, it's always the idea of like, they're always worked they're like caught up with work and they're always in like in area zero working and never have any time for him. And mm-hmm. that's why his, his uh, partner Pokemon, uh, Mabostiff, I think. What? I don't remember yeah. His name. And I always want to call it Mastobiff, but it's <laughs> Mabostiff. Right. What's the preview? Called? What's the little one called? No, Mastiff, Mastiff, and Mabostiff. Mabostiff is sick. The, the Urban Mystica, which is what we're collecting from the Titans, is going to make it better. But the reason why he's so attached to that Pokemon is because that was the only thing that was there for him when his parents weren't. So surface level, mm-hmm. just that crazy. Like I already like a, a heart wrenching, like good storyline that I don't think I had seen. Like, Arvin's story alone like helped Scarlet and Violet's story for me, and like mm-hmm. bumped it up to like some of the top ten or top three best Pokemon stories that I have played. Yeah, because the star base storyline pretty dumb i mean and and your your the nimona storyline is like your classic yeah nimona storyline normal the star road whatever is like in theory good because a bunch of kids that were bullied so then like they rebelled against the school that weren't like helping them from being bullied and were just rebelling against the school but they just wanted like attention and things like that so like i guess like diving into you know bullying and stuff like that morally is interesting like but good but i, I use this um <laughs> I, I use this analogy a lot you know okay so i i'm a christian um yep. but i oftentimes rail on christian media because it's terrible <laughs> like yeah. the the heart like most of the time like the intention the intention is, is there is but the, the, the execution uh... is is terrible <laughs> yeah um so I, I I'll use that analogy with the the Penny and Starbase like yeah. storyline. The tension's good. Like the the moral of that story, of course, is good. You don't like bullying, and it's cool how they like band together and form those friendships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the school director going in disguise as Clive literally oh, made me want to jump out this window. Yeah, um, it was really bad. And then like the mechanic of going through the base and just not really battling Pokemon. Just I, I was not a huge fan of throwing your Pokemon out and letting the auto battles happen in the overworld. And then when the first star base I went in, I was like, Oh, I got to beat 30. Okay. This yeah. is going to be cool. And I throw, I can only take three Pokemon in the fight the whole time. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then I go in there and I'm just chucking them and they, and like, so, running through. like I, I thought that was going to be interesting. Right. And, it was if two factors weren't present. One, it's the exact same for all eight of those. It never changes, and it's the exact same. So it gets boring after the second one. 
two, the game can't perform well with a normal amount of Pokemon on the screen. You add in like so 15 true. at once, and that, that frame rate is just skyrocketing down. So not only did they just repeat the same boring mechanic over and over again, it just did not function when you tried doing it yeah. <laughs> either, which was just a shame. And I thought like the the idea of the star bases were cool. Yeah, again, and like from the outside, they kind of like cool. looked interesting. Yeah. Um, but at least with the Titan story, like path, it's a different Pokemon, and yeah. like they have different like fight mechanics. Uh, yeah. And then of course the gyms, we know that. Um, but all that being said, uh, Arvin's storyline is is so good. And then when you get to the end. Bro. It's just like, oh, he thought that was good. Let me he, just escalate this times like a hundred. Right. Well, let's let's focus <laughs> a little bit on Arvin's story here, because that's what I enjoyed the most. At the end of this, you gather your team together, Arvin, Penny, and Nimona, and you go, you finally go and tackle Area Zero, which is what's been kind of looming over you this entire time. This big crater in the middle of Paldea. And what is it? it's covered by fog? And let me tell you, the score getting into area zero. Don't even some get of, me started. Some of the best Pokemon. It was so good. I had not heard it. I went on to Switch It Up podcast and I talked about the, the game. I hadn't played the ending yet. So I got to Area Zero because I hadn't heard the track yet. And it's so good. It's like, oh, it's amazing. Dude, I listened to lo-fi uh, playlists of Pokemon music all the yeah. time. Okay. That's like maybe my third most category, like listen to category of music. Mm-hmm. Um, when this song came, I heard this way before I made it to this part, just because yeah. it's on a bunch of those playlists and stuff. Right, right. So when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, this is a pretty cool remix." Um, I, I like. I wonder what the original like sounds like. And then, like, I get into areas here, and I was like, "Oh, that's literally just the song." Like, yep. and it. it <laughs> if you have not heard it yourself, one, do yourself a favor and just go. Find area yeah. zero, area zero, OST, like, and enjoy. Um, if you're not like typically like a a Pokemon player, like mm. one, how did you make it forty five minutes into this episode? Yeah, exactly. Uh, two, you might not understand that uh, music in Pokemon games does not sound ever like, like that. Especially zero percent of of pokemon music in game sounds like the area zero um i don't know why i can't say zero area zero uh song here uh and so like i would i just walk in and i'm like this is literally the greatest the single greatest piece of pokemon soundtrack music that has ever been created i was trying to see because i know that toby fox you know undertale fame had mm-hmm. done a lot of composing for this game. I was trying to find what okay, he did the terror raid battles, he did the Academy Ace Tournament Battle Zero Lab. Oh yeah, Fox also composed Area Zero, which he was rearranged by a Pokemon composer. Fox also apparently wrote a majestic theme melody for the song Academy. So he helped with write Area Zero and it was kind of rearranged afterward by one of the Pokemon composers, but I could tell that like there was like something <laughs> It's something involved. Well, again, Pokemon is usually the Pokemon company is usually so reserved with like having other companies like do things. I mean, we recently got that with like BDSP being developed by a completely Mm -hmm. different company, but just like 
bringing in new fresh eyes even like a different composer like look how much that can like change and bring some i think that was the thing that stood out so much it was so different it was so like oh yeah like and again and i think seeing or listening to it in game like culminating up to that point running through area zero area zero is also extremely cool because it's it's an interesting area it's different it has a, a wild sense of verticality that we really don't see in the normal map of paldea mm-hmm. and it has obviously pokemon that aren't normally around the normal land so it's like going around and seeing cool pokemon that you don't normally spawn in there which yeah. is also really cool but dude that track is just yeah it's it's like epic and majestic and just literally slaps you right yeah. in the face <laughs> uh but let's rip up the band-aid of area zero and arvin's story so as you're descending you're hearing from the professor and the whole time it's something something's wrong right something's happening mm-hmm. something feels a little fishy the professor's acting weird yeah he's like uh first you gotta unlock these four locks so i yeah. can get out of this and we're like why are you locked in anything that's super weird is a little 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 fishy uh mega sus it turns out that the professor we have been talking to this entire time is actually like an ai android built by the original professor that shares the professor's memories as well which wild Mm -hmm. and the original professor died yeah. One of the one of the labs collapsed, and the original. So Arvin's yeah. like sad because his parents won't like give him attention, and the reason why his parents won't give him attention is because they're dead. Yeah, which is crazy. They literally can't. <laughs> um, and the thing, the lead up to that. So like, yeah. obviously, you really start to get a little sus about what's going on. Um, but as you go through each of the little abandoned labs to unlock the four locks. Um, there's like little notebooks in there that have a couple mm-hmm. sentences of like what's going on. And you're like, each one is getting progressively worse. And um, the last one, you know, is tragic. And yeah, uh, you don't know who's writing this. But then when that is revealed, you're like, oh, those are <laughs> Turo's or I don't know, uh, Scarlet's professor's name. I want to say um, Sonia, but that's uh, Sword and Shield. Uh but yeah, it's the professor writing these <laughs> notes in these wow. journals. And um, yeah, man, when I felt so sad, like so sad when they just like, it's yeah, I'm actually an android. Uh, your your dad died, uh, but he wanted me to, uh, you know, care for you. That's yeah. why he gave me all of these memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's what's wild, too, is we still don't actually have a lot of those questions answered. Right. Terrestrializing what really happened to i mean arvin has two parents you know the professor sada and turo but where's the other parent in the corresponding games or the opposing games right mm-hmm. um but the ai is like was set up to try to like stop itself and then it becomes like evil and then you have to battle the ai and everything like that and the giant like terror crystal dome like <laughs> it gets crazy Which looked absolutely horrendous by the way <laughs> Which, if it was on anything else that wasn't a Switch, it probably yeah. would have looked amazing. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole story of Area Zero, like he's, I forget exactly what sent them down there to do the research, but he found that um, there's a uh, essentially like a portal that yeah. Pokemon are coming into Paldea from the past. 
and then or the future. the future in violet um, correct yeah so in, in in my game it was the future um and so they're down there researching it and in doing that they notice the the terror crystals um yeah. and that's somehow linked to it um but they're trying to uh stop this portal because the pokemon that are coming in the paradox pokemon are like strong and if they get up into paldea from area zero it'll like disrupt the whole yeah, ecosystem and it will be bad and news yeah uh so like jared was saying that the ai professor is like um yeah we gotta like stop we gotta shut this down yeah. because well, this could be bad yeah uh heath which is one of the characters we don't see him in game but he's mentioned throughout some of the text and everything like that some of the first person to see a lot of these these paradox pokemon and references who we now know is Terrapagos, which is the legendary for the indigo disc but in one of his journal entries you can see a Terrapagos or a form of Terrapagos in his drawings or what what heath at least had initially thought it would look like because if you look in some of his journals too he has drawings of um a great tusk and he has drawings of some of the we've already seen them like the suicune and raikou entei but they look a little different right great tusk doesn't exactly look like great tusk that we've seen and in his journals the Raikou Entei and Suicune are all fused into one Pokemon where we can see now they've are individual. Same thing with the Verizion. So like his drawings of Verizion, Trachion, and Cobalion are all fused into one Pokemon too, which is interesting because so far we've only seen them separately. So I don't know if we mm. get a fused form or if like the, the concept in the idea is like this portal machine, Tropicos is like can create dreams. And it's like, like Heath had like, like longed for seeing some incredible creatures and like he had almost conceptualized these paradox Pokemon, which brought them into existence. And there's a whole crazy lore with, with <laughs> this game and with all the things that we don't really have answers for. And this kind of nicely leads us into the DLC, the teal mask and the Indigo disc. One of the things that, so I, I I'm close to the end of the teal mask. I haven't quite finished it yet. But what I really enjoy about this is separate from the DLC we've seen before in Sword and Shield. Those were kind of two very independent stories. Mm -hmm. Teal Mask and Indigo Disc follow one one another. When you finish the Teal Mask, it says to to be continued. So the story continues in the Indigo Disc. The two characters that you meet, which are Kieran and, oh gosh, um, oh, I'm blanking on the girl's name. Oh, gosh. But both of those characters show up as well in uh, the Indigo Disc. So it's a continuation, which I think is really cool because I like the idea, which was more motivation for me to get this because I wanted to see how this story continued and unfolded between the two DLCs. Um, I'm trying to see that. I'm still trying to look at the character's name. Oh, Carmine. Carmine and Kieran are the two characters that you find and they're from they're from blueberry academy which mm. is where, where the indigo disc takes place so when you meet one of the the other characters who is a descendant from from heath is what what she says she's the one that directly tells us that blueberry academy is in unova 
they say in the text, they directly say that in the game that Blueberry Academy is in Unova, which is where, you know, initially a lot of this Unova conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Blueberry Academy is in Unova, you say. So yeah. we're going to be going to Unova. Um, Bri- Briar, Briar or whatever her name is. Um, you also run into a character named Perrin in the DLC who looks exactly like uh, Adaman from Legends Arceus. Like, looks just like him. I think he she he shares some of the the pearl characters uh, qualities as well between the two of them, which is really interesting. Hmm. That there is some little bit of Legends Arceus um, crossover coming in here. Um, so we had talked about Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, Sword and Shield, Scarlet and Violet, and its performance. And uh, let me tell you, if you thought it was bad, it ran even worse in the teal mask (laughs) oh no how (laughs) like i had points where my game stopped completely for like two seconds like nothing was happening like i had full like game is not running kind of like performance issues which is crazy doing a great job selling this for me (laughs) well this is at the beginning how i why i said uh, maybe i'll sell it maybe i'll say that you could avoid it so we'll we'll see um As far as as some of the things I I really enjoy and love about the Teal Mask is I love more Pokemon, right? I'm always like, bring more Pokemon back. The returning Pokemon are great. Some like heavy hitters and returning Mon are are always something that we love, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that the world of Kitakami, which is where this takes place, you know, doesn't technically say that's in Paldea. So Kitakami could be somewhere completely different. Uh, aesthetically very cool love the kind of japanese uh, aesthetic that they're going with here uh music again the music in this is really good i wouldn't say any of it hits levels of like area zero but mm. there's some there's some really good tracks there's a maybe it's a, i'll have to look it up i almost think it's like a remix of like the gen 2 wild battle music speculation which is which is really <laughs> cool um but the world itself is very boring. Like mm. it's smaller than the Paldea map, which I was, you know, didn't care if it was going to be big or small or whatever. There's like the little town at the base of the big mountain where Ogre Pond, which is one of the legendaries, resides. Um, but other than that, there's a grassland, there's some water, and then there's like a desert area. Mm-hmm. And then you can climb up to the top <laughs> of this middle mountain, and there's some cool like. There is a really cool interconnecting cave system, which I which I did really love oh, through this, which cool. is which is fun. And like like small little corridors that lead up to big open caverns that have Pokemon in and everything like that. So that was really cool. But other than that, like the whole area itself is is pretty boring, and because of its size, does not really does not really like lead into any exploration or like motivate me to explore. Other than like I'm wanting to catch more cool Pokemon, right? I got to get my nose pass. I got to get my Yanma. I got to get my, <laughs> all these returning Pokemon that I'm trying to have. I have a Poliwrath on my team. So it's cool to see these Pokemon. Hey, Poliwrath yeah. is back. I have a Victory Bell on my team. <clears throat> oh, going old school. I like it. Yeah, I think I have a couple like old school Mon on there too. I think I have a, Gl- a Gligar on my team as well. So, and the, and these Pokemon look fantastic. Like, I love their models. I love, like, how... Oh, I have a Koma-O on my team, too. Okay. And because he has, like, his scales are, like, metallic and glistening and everything like that. So, it's really cool to see some mm-hmm. of, like, the reflections on these Pokemon. 
Um, and story wise, so the story is pretty, pretty, it's okay. It's fine. I don't want to spoil a lot of what happened in the teal mask for you and the listeners, but at least from where I am, which again, I'm pretty far into it. I'm almost done with it. It's pretty straightforward. It's, it's, hasn't been anything crazy aside from Kieran and Carmine characters themselves. Carmine is very fun because she's, she reminds me of Nimona. If Nimona mm-hmm. was a little more like, like hyperactive, like she just gets like really more energized. hyperactive. Yeah. She's like <laughs> energized about things and she'll like freak out. She's like, she's a, she's a more angry Nimona because she has Nimona's <laughs> like, like, like drive to battle. Yeah. But she is not very nice. <laughs> she's she's not, <laughs> but she's like she's mean to you in kind of a f- uh, fun kind of way. Mm-hmm. And Kieran is kind of the opposite. He's very timid. He's very shy. And the whole idea is there was Ogre Pond, and then the three loyal creatures, which are Pheasantipity, uh, Oki Oki Doggy, and Monkey Dory, which are just hilarious names those are the legendaries for the teal mask by the oh way they're gosh they're uh they're okay they're fine uh but ogre pond is this evil ogre that came to like attack the the city and the the loyal three is what they called drove the ogre pond away hmm. and that's like the initial and the, that story is a little more complex and breaks down as you get through the dlc which i actually did enjoy but Kieran really kind of sympathizes with the ogre. He's like, he kind of just seemed like myself. He kind of just seemed shy. He kind of just seemed skittish. And and for some reason, everyone kind of attacked him for looking and, and being different. Uh, as you go through, Kieran kind of shows some qualities of like almost like split personality where he'll be very timid and then he'll be very like angry and aggressive. So that hasn't like, there hasn't been anything that plays out from that just yet, but it'd be hmm. interesting to see what they what they end up doing with that. Um, but those two characters are probably the highlight of it so far. Ogre Pond, the the legendary, is all right. It gets three different masks, which changes typing, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I think the first one is grass, and then it has a rock grass, fire grass, and water grass. So depending on the mask that it wears, it gets different typings, which is cool. All of the loyal three are all poison type with an additional type. So we have fairy poison, which fairy poison is really good. Psychic poison. And then I think poison fighting is okie doggie. I'm not sure. Uh, but cool. Like the typings. They have a cool, there's a lot of cool new abilities that are in here. All of their abilities is essentially like poison touch, except with any move. So even if you hit someone with oh, a special, even if you hit someone with like a special move, it'll poison them, which is kind of wild. It's like toxic chain or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool though. So some cool new new abilities added into the mix. Some some more moves added into to the to the decks itself, as long with Pokemon. So those are the good sides of the DLC. The bad side is like the story is not incredibly interesting. The world is not very fun to explore, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty much more. And the performance, and at least for me, ended up being worse than I had even experienced in the base game. That's but wild. I'm holding out for how this story ties into Indigo Disc because that's where more of the Unova connections came with uh, Drayden, like a mm-hmm. character that very much looks like Drayden. He has dragon types and everything like that. There's a fiery redhead chef that kind of looks like Alder, kind of has like <laughs> some similar qualities to Alder. Oh, man. Exactly. Um, um, yeah, I, sorry if 
if you noticed, I was looking at the other screen here. I was looking at the Heel Mask Legendaries. Ogre Pond looks pretty cool. Ogre Pond is cool. I, I, I out of all of them, I think Ogre Pond's fine. How? What are your thoughts on the the three, the low three? Monkey Dory, Ogie Doggy, and Pheasantipity. Um, Monkey Dory looks like a giant idiot. Um, <laughs> no. The I think my, ones I think my favorite is Pheasantipity. Pheasantipity is the least like egregious looking one, but the other yeah. the other two. I just I don't know. Yeah, Pheasantipity. Oh, he is, okay. is poison. Which, he is poison fighting. Yeah. Which one? What? Are, which one are the which types? Uh, Okie doggy is poison fighting. Monkey Dory is poison psychic, and Pheasantipity is poison fairy. Hmm. <clears throat> So yeah. Pheasantipity arguably having the better type of those three with poison and fairy losing that, you know, super effectiveness to poison is is quite nice with having that yeah. fairy type. So Yeah, that one uh that that out of the three that are not Ogre Pond design wise looks cool. And now that I know its type, that probably would be my mm. my go to. Yeah. Um uh, we got a couple new mon in this. We got Diplin, which is another split evolution of Applin. Yes, so now yes. Applin evolves three different times, which is cool. Uh, I've used, I have a Diplin. I've used it. He's very fun. There's rumors that Diplin will get its own separate evolution. So like Applin will evolve into Diplin, and then Diplin will specifically evolve into something else, which is cool. Okay. Uh, Diabetes. Then, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then we got the. I don't see. I don't know why we didn't just have like regional forms to keep it like that. Paldean forms. Like why wasn't Toad Scroll and 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 uh, Toad Scroll oh, and Toad Scroll like Paldean? Gotta Toad have Scroll. these convergent forms. So Which is exactly what a regional form is. Right. Exactly. Like a regional form, like if you take Alolan Vulpix is a Vulpix that's different type, looks different. But it's still Vulpix, which like like like, like that symbol. We understand that. But now we have like Poltergeist and Sinistra, which are just like they're not Sinistra and Poltergeist. <laughs> different different flavors. Of, they're different literally flavors of, of tea. <laughs> uh, which are which are fine. I mean, they're not they're Grass Ghost, which I think is cool. But the Toad's cool one though is like egregious, and the Wiglet. It's just like, I mean, I like them normally like i think toad's cool and toad's cool are great yeah i just like just, just make them a paldea why weren't they just paldean well and that's what's confusing through all of this whooper is paldean whooper <laughs> like if you're gonna go for it just commit whooper is not yeah. a convergent species whooper is a paldean whooper doesn't he evolve into Claude sire it is even evolve into quagsire <sighs> yeah it's just a giant confusing mess and again, I like all the Claude, Claude Sire is absolutely adorable, and him being poison and ground, super cool. I didn't even notice, but if you see him attack, he has little spikes that come out of his back, yeah, yeah. which I, I didn't was, know about. He was on my team uh, in the the beginning of my playthrough. Um, so he, he just looks like a big old turd. <laughs> he looks like a, he looks like a tootsie roll. That's what he looks like—a big old tootsie roll. So, like, I like that idea, but just like it, it's gotten so complicated, even with people trying to figure out like what is what and what's called what and convergent and regional fakes and regional forms and all of this stuff. And it's like, yeah. what is happening? What are we And then I, I had the audacity to ask somewhere, I forget where, maybe it was Twitter or Reddit, like, oh, mistake. what's a convergent form? 
And they're like, well, you idiot. It's the same uh, Pokemon, just a different species. And I was like, well, that's not the same Pokemon. Then now is it? Yeah. So I was like, wait, so a regional form. Like, no, it's a convergent form. I'm like, but it's it's literally tentacle. They just like changed a couple letters of its name <laughs> yeah. and then changed its typing. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't understand. I like it. But I don't like it at the same time. Like, yeah. if you were like, here is Paldean Tentacle, I'd be like, dope, Paldean Tentacle. Here's Paldean Whooper. Where's right? the other and one? Here's Paldean Diglett. A, you're telling me there's a Tentacruel that runs on land? <laughs> that is terrifying. I will, I will say that Toad's Cool's animation is a little like running. Someone put like the old school, like cartoon running sound over him. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Over his running. And it is absolutely (laughs) hilarious. I love him so much. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I I know uh, we had, we had come into this for me saying that I was trying to sell you on the DLC, but honestly, knowing how you felt about sword and shield, I do not think you will enjoy the teal mask that can change coming the indigo disc. And they are one package. Now I think it's maybe 30, or bucks or so for both of them so you can get both mm-hmm. of them so it might be a caveat of like yes the teal mask isn't great but play through the teal mask and do indigo disc because the indigo disc is really good but the time being if you didn't like scarlet and violet i don't think the teal mask provides anything to you that mm-hmm. will change your mind on this game again right. it ran worse for me than the normal oh, game no. so <laughs> yeah and uh i guess my only glimmer of hope for you yeah. Would be like just remember Arvin's story didn't like get super spicy until like the until very the end. end and I have not finished the teal mask yeah. so I so. made we have to do a redacted episode where I'm like Mike <laughs> stop what you're doing go play the teal mask right I don't now. care if you can't literally play it you must play it you even must. though you might not actually be able to play it you, you must gotta play, play it. it right now <laughs> it just it's just like cool like I when I started, I scrapped my team and I caught a whole new set of team oh, nice. for the new Mon. And then I just did that because I had Walking Wake on my team, which was like level 85 or something. And I was like, <laughs> I did like two of the starting battles. I was like, this is way too easy and I'm not going to enjoy this. So let me just like box everybody. Let me let me go and catch a full new team. Everyone in the the wild the area and everything like that is like level 50s to 60s. So they're already up on par with most of like the Mon that you're fighting. So mm-hmm. it was like fine. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do this. Oh, I have a um, uh, I have a Basque Legion on my team as well, which nice. is really cool. He looks cool. I'm trying to remember yeah. everybody on that Basque I Legion. Use, I used him uh, on my Arceus team. I love that Pokemon. Oh, he's so good. Oh yeah, I have Coma O, Basque Legion, Polyrath. Uh, oh, I have a Rabombi on my team. Victory Bell. Victory Bell. Gliger? Did I say Gliger? I think I did say Gliger. Yeah. 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 Nice. So it's cool. It's cool using Numon. Nothing that I've seen so far has convinced me to. If you didn't like Scarlet and Violet, that I don't think the Teal Mask is going to be yeah. for you. Um, I'm just glad that I finished it at least. Um, you did. You did. Round of applause. Because, because it, honestly, it was worth it in the end. Because uh, the the story, like, really... I was telling you, you didn't finish. Yeah. I was like, Mike play the rest of the game yeah the ending is what convinced me that i enjoyed this game (laughs) yes yeah exactly exactly um but i think uh, for for the most part i do like uh, some of if not most of the new pokemon i think they're pretty cool 
I yeah, um, I think I like a lot of the new Pokemon too. I mean, like Giraffe getting an evolution. There's a lot of Gen 2 Pokemon in this game that got evolutions as well. Mm-hmm. So mm, look at that. Uh exactly. Speculation. Tinkaton was really cool. I like Tinkaton. Yep. Tinkaton uh, was on my my final team. <clears throat> Here, this was my final team. I don't even know what my final team was. Let me see. Uh I was team Quaxley, unfortunately. So Quaxville uh, was on the you team. Had, you had inflamed toes on your team. Yeah. Like, bro, you need to get that checked out. Exactly. Um, uh, is it Serulege? Is that how you say that? Serulege, yeah. Dude. Serulege. I love so cool. that Pokemon. So cool. Um, oh, shoot. What is the name? Uh, there's there's a fire lifesteal move. Is that new? Has that always existed? No, that was new. That's new love to this. It. It's like oh, like it. Soul Blade or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the the Fire Ghost type, I always thought was really cool. And it's cool to have like a cooler Pokemon than a Chandelier be Fire Ghost. Yeah, exactly. Um, we have <laughs> now we have like Mega Man with flaming swords instead of arm cannons. That's a Fire right. Ghost. Uh, Tinkaton was on the team. Fairy Steel was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Bax Caliber, Dragon Ice, Ooh, which nice. was cool. Um, it's the, the dragon glaive move was like hilarious. He just me. like launches his back at like at yeah. people. He doesn't just launch his back. He literally stands on his head and then. Oh yeah, and then just like slides himself. across the field. <laughs> but his his like uh like Godzilla dragon spiky thing is just like a giant sword, which is pretty cool. Uh, plus like dragon ice, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, of course, you know me as uh, you know Bug Trainer Mike. Yeah. Even though in the season two battle, I did get caught murdering a bug on camera, so I must. You saw it, and I made sure everyone saw it too in my editing. <laughs> that turned out so well. I watched that back so many times, so and I was funny. like, "You just hear me talking in the background. You're like, I got the bug." <laughs> Yeah, so I need to, I guess, uh, <laughs> release an official apology to all bug kind. I'm sorry that I was caught uh, red-handed murdering one of you. Uh, but I had to have one on the team. And, of course, I had Rabska. Mm-hmm. Psychic bug. And, like, just... I never got around to using him. He kind of freaked me out, but he's, he's, a psychic bug is really cool. Freaked, yeah. Weird. I, just, I love it. Like his design is so cool. He's like the scarab that's holding like Does he have like a mustache or something? Yeah, huge mustache, giant eyebrows. Love it. Uh super cool. And then I had uh uh Gareta on there. Um, but I think I ended up switching that out for mm-hmm. what's the new rock poison type that you find in Area Zero? Oh, um, it looks like the the like flower thing. Uh, like Glamora, Glamet, and Glamora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I fought one of those. I was like, "What in the world is this?" I must have one <laughs> on my team. Um, uh, I yeah. think me. So I was I was team Quackback, you know, and like I told you, until I saw the final Evo, and I was like, "Nope, skirt, gonna avoid that." <laughs> it was Skeletor. Skeletor is definitely the, okay. in my opinion, the best starter. Miascarada being second, and I don't like the the. Quackly, Quacks. Quacksley is great, but the finally was not. So I had okay. Skeletor. I had. I'm pretty sure I had a Garganackle on my team too, which he's just crazy broken. Like Garganackle. Is that Garganackle? Uh, is that like the rock the salt? Thingy? The rock salt. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. There's Nackley. Okay. Um, 
Nickelback or Nacklestack or yeah, Nacklestack was his name. <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> I should have named him Photograph. And then Garganackle or Garganical, however you want to say it. But he's he's super cool. Also, Nackley N A C L right. is the like the what, the table salt salt like, yeah yeah so that was cool uh garganackle right. i played with having kilowattril on my team for a little bit but he's was super frail so i ended up swapping him out same with toad scroll i had toad scroll on for a little bit mm. and swapped it tikaton was on my final team um i used i actually had a tasugiri on my team little sushi no, and everything right. <laughs> which as we know now is, is much better in doubles but you know i didn't know that at the time um who else did i have oh i had a great tusk when you when you're in um the desert area doing arvin's yeah. thing you fight an iron treads i imagine in yours and then yeah, yeah. tusk in mine so i had him on the team and then i'm pretty sure who else do i have on the squad i messed around with a ferrigraph for a while too Oh, I had a Rever Room, Rever Room on my team, which is, oh. you know what's wild? Their hidden ability is Slow Start, which is just a terrible, terrible ability. So bad. What's, what typing is Rever Room? I think it's Poison Steel or, uh, yep, Steel Poison, which, again, another good type. Super cool. Yeah. Um, I I despise the design of the, like, physical Pokemon. You know, everyone knows how I feel about like objects that turn into Pokemon, but steel po- poisons really cool type. Um, so yeah, I- I'm kind of glad that uh, I ended up playing through. Um, I agree with you. I probably won't be visiting Teal Mask at least at this point. Um, yeah, but hey, we we made it through, and that's all that matters. You did um, it, and that's all I get. That's all and I the at the end, like we said, it was worth it. It was fun. Um, yeah. But you know what is going to be super fun? Bushido. Season three. Pokemon. Pokeboys. Boys Season three, baby. Pumped. We're going to be checking out a fan game. Pokemon Bushido. Link's already in our Discord, so you guys can jump on it now. We'll let mm-hmm. you know. We don't know when we're going to start recording that, but as soon as we do, we'll let you guys know, and then we'll have our normal recording cadence as we have uh, established now with you know releasing episodes more closely are playing episodes and releasing them more closely to when they're actually happening. So we can also interact with you guys and do mm-hmm. all that have every other Friday instead of weekly, which again also gives you guys time to play the sections. So you're not having to rush and play through every even consider that like they're having to play through these games pretty quickly if they're <laughs> yeah. playing along. So this just gives you guys a little break. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and with it being a fan game that neither of us have played yet, mm-hmm. um, not quite sure how it's going to be broken down so that's going to be kind of touch and go um yeah i guess we could start off just like i mean i guess we could look at a walkthrough or something but start off same thing where it's like covering two gym badges every episode Mm -hmm. and you know that just might mean some episodes are longer some episodes are shorter depending on how the game is paced but you know that's just we already deal with that anyways with normal Pokemon games with right. there being certain sections that are longer in between games. So we'll just keep our normal cadence of like two gyms per episode. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to just the future of Pokey Boys. I think we got some cool stuff coming. Uh, the next there. two seasons are planned and um, the things that I learned today in 
my yes. discussion, my talks with the Infinity people. Well, also have me just, super excited for that. Yes, say me too, me too. Also, season three is going to uh, have its own slew of exciting announcements that we will tell you soon. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. until then, stay tuned because Pokey Boys is here, baby. We are here and we are in full swing. That's right. We're about to make um, this our full time jobs. Give us money, Pokemon. Um, yes, no, uh, we can't wait. And uh, we're glad that you're enjoying it and yeah. tuning in. Uh, make sure you leave a comment here on the video, uh, right which, by the way, shout out to those of you who have been commenting on the season two videos. Appreciate that. Because of the real ones. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on Scarlet Violet. Did you get the Teal Mask DLC? Uh, how are you liking it? Did are you, you finish actually, Scarlet Violet? Yeah. Are you actually able to physically play Teal Mask? Um, <laughs> and are you looking forward to Indigo Disc? What are some of your favorite Pokemon from, what are we on, Gen 9? Gen 9, yeah. Yeah. What what new Pokemon uh, were introduced this generation that you fall, you've fallen in love with? Uh, let us know in the comments, and we'll do our best to... Uh, get back with you and until next time we'll see you in season three go oh go check out jared's podcast play along podcast they're oh awesome. that's right also and you're already here but check out show boys <laughs> <as well. laughs> uh yeah exactly we'll see you guys later Have peace out y'all